0: Amen. You may be seated. Amen. This is the day we love. It's awesome to celebrate Easter Sunday. I know, uh, I don't know if you've had your egg hunts. I don't know what all you've done so far or having your gatherings today. But it is a very, very special day that we celebrate. And I don't, for you, many of you, you might not have known this, but over the last several Sundays, we've been doing a series called Be Last. Be last. And it's talked about humility. And last week we led up to the point that we're going to be in the text today in Philippians chapter 2. And by being last, Jesus demonstrated being last more than anyone could ever possibly do. A few Sundays ago, he stooped down to the level of washing his disciples' feet. And then last week we saw that he was obedient even to the point of death and death on a cross. Our God was humiliated. He was beaten and bruised and wounded and he was pierced because of his great love for us. And all of this he went through. But today is Sunday. It was Friday but hey you know the saying goes it's Friday but what? Sundays are coming. And that is why we celebrate. That's why we gather on the first day of the week. That's why we come together, is to lift up the name of Jesus. Uh, Many of you were at the park last Sunday, and uh, we celebrated, had an Easter egg hunt. It was great. And then we had a good old barbecue, awesome, the fellowship. I had one person ask me, they they said, Pastor, are you watching to see who gets first in the line? Because you've been doing this whole series on Be Last. And you know what? It, isn't it easy? It's, it's, you want to go to get in the front of the lines. You know, we always use to let the children go, the ladies go. But us men, you know, what do, you, do we want to be served? Or men, do we want to step to the plate and, and be served? And I watched. I wasn't keeping records. I'm not calling out names today. But, I, you know, but you wait to the end. You wait to, to follow at the end, and you follow up. And that's the priority that Jesus established for us. We're going to look at a text today that's going to rock our world. And it's found in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. We're only going to look at a few verses. It's verses 9 through 11. But as much as Jesus was humiliated, the title of my message today is this. It speaks of the reason that Jesus Christ is exalted above all names. We know he was humiliated. He know, we know he chose to be last on this earth. But what has God done on his behalf by him choosing to be last? You don't have to look at the world too much to know that the world speaks the opposite of that, doesn't it? Amen? The world's all about, what, being greatest, being first. Put yourself first. Let everybody else get at the back of the line. If you don't believe that, go down and try to get through Atlanta right now. Okay, you know what I'm talking about with the traffic like it is? You'll find out who wants to be first and who wants to be last getting down through Atlanta. I'm just avoiding it. I'm just not even going down that way. I'll take 285. Stay away from it. But here's the point. The point is, the world is always going to elevate you to put yourself up first, but Jesus has modeled and demonstrated to us the true significance. I got this quote here, and it's true, and that is, humiliation goes before exaltation to be to be humbled precedes being lifted up in fact Jesus said if if any man wishes to be first he will be last but those who choose to be last will be the ones that become first and this is exactly what God has done through the humiliation that Jesus went through and endured even on a cross We're going to now see how God has exalted him and lifted him up in a special way. So, here's the key. And before we hold your spot at Philippians 2, I'm so excited this morning, I've got to share this other verse with you. And it's found in Colossians chapter 2. And it's this verse. It says, Jesus is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning. Notice this. He's what? the firstborn from the dead so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. He's the, Jesus is the firstborn from the dead for the reason to have first place in everything. I want to ask you a question. Does Jesus have first place in your life? Is he first? Is it your wife? Is it your spouse? Is it your kids? Is it your career? Is it your sport? Your passion? Is it that car? Is that racing? Or is it that fishing? Is it that golfing? What is it? Is it... What is it? Is it money? But what is first? What has come to have first place in your life? We're going to see this morning clearly that how God views this and how we should respond to this. Notice here in in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Beginning at the first, we'll read these two verses. For this reason also. What reason? That Jesus was humiliated to the point of death on a cross. It's for that reason. That God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and are under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is what? I didn't hear you. Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And listen. To the glory of God the Father. That's where we're going today. And let me give you our first point of this morning's message. And that is this. It, God is the one who has highly exalted Jesus. Who is the, who's the one? Who's the source behind saying that Jesus is to be greatly, highly exalted. This word, highly exalted, means to lift up high, to raise up, to, to declare that this is the most hyper, super. You can't get any higher superlative than you can get with, with Jesus being highly lifted up. Many of you went to, some of you are old enough, you've already graduated high school. Were you a superlative in your class? You think back. Some of you are going, I can't remember. Uh, Let me go. Others are thinking, yeah, I might have been a superlative. And and they kind of give you these titles and different things. But listen to the source here. The source is God. And God is highly exalting Jesus here. He is lifting Jesus up above everything. And why is he doing it? For this reason, he said, because he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself, even to the point of death, death on a cross. And so because of that, God is saying, I'm going to highly exalt him. So God is the one who has highly exalted him. And not only has he highly exalted him, he has bestowed on him a name which is above every name. That word bestowed means to give graciously. To give graciously. You know, do you think we gave graciously at the egg hunt? Do you? How many eggs were out there? There were 2,800 eggs out there. We probably had about 70 or 80 kids hunting. That was a lot of eggs. I mean, there were so many eggs, kids came back with like 100 eggs. They had all the candy, they had everything. We gave graciously. Some of you that have children and some of you that have grandchildren, you gave, didn't you, to your children? You gave to them. You blessed them. And you've given them. What do you do to your grandkids? You go, oh, no, no, we ain't going to give to them. Uh Uh-uh. Boy, I tell you, when it gets to that category, we give even more graciously if it could be possible, but we do. We give graciously to them. We bestow on them. We do not hold back. We don't hold back. Man, we want to bless them. We want what's the best for them. And this is what the Father, God, has done when he's thinking of his son. Because of what he's done, I'm going to bestow on him. I'm going to give generously. I'm going to give graciously, graciously to him a name. A name. And let's look at what this is. The second point. God has given Jesus a name which is above all names. Well, you might be thinking, well, he's already got a name. It's Jesus. <laughs> he's got a name. It's Jesus. Jesus is a common name. It's the same uh, in, the, in the Hebrews time, and it was the same meaning as Joshua. Many people call their kids Joshua, and there's a lot of Josh's in the world. But the name actually means Jehovah saves, or Yahweh, a title given to the name of God. A title so reverent that people wouldn't even hardly speak of it because it was, uh, meaning was like Elohim, a significant name for God. But God has bestowed and given him a name, this above every name. At his birth, he was called Jesus, a common name. And through his time, he, you know, a lot of people think Jesus' last name is Christ. But Christ is another name that goes with the name of Jesus, which Christ means Messiah. It means the anointed one. So Jesus has that name Jesus, and he also has the name Christ. But what is this name that is bestowed on him that is above every name? Look down at verse 11 and you'll see it. He has given him a name which is above every name, and that is that Jesus Christ is what? Lord. He is Lord. Now that changes things. Because that word Lord, <laughs> that word Lord means means absolute supreme. It means sovereign. It means honor, power, majesty, ruler. I mean, He is, if we could say big kahuna, it's the ultimate Kahuna. All right, that's what we're talking about here. There is no one greater. Lord is the title of all titles to be given. And that is what God has bestowed upon him. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered, or have you ever even called Jesus Lord? Or have you ever, have you ever even thought of Jesus as being your Lord? He's my Lord. You know, when this word ruler in a supreme authority it means when Jesus when when we respond to Jesus's love and we surrender our life to him then what happens is he has bought us he's paid for us he's purchased us with his blood we belong to him and so he he takes care of us he's promised us he'll never leave us like I told Shanae, he'll never leave you nor forsake you God has promised if you're his child He's going to love you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to discipline you. If you can sin and get away with it, there's your sign. There's your sign. If you sin and you feel the conviction of the Spirit, there's your sign. Because it's not just guilt, it's conviction. Because, see, God God convicts us and He disciplines us for our own good. How many parents have had to discipline your kids recently? Yeah. Was it easy? Was it necessary? Absolutely was it necessary. Okay. I, how many of you got a spanking growing up? All right. I can kind of tell. How many of you got a whooping growing up? All right. Now, that's a, you know the difference between a spanking and a whooping. All right. Lord, I hate peach tree limbs. Oh. I, you know, my mom would have probably been in jail or something, you know, but... But did I deserve them? Absolutely, I deserved every one of them. But you know, it's kind of funny to see a little boy holding. Mama got him by the arms, and I'm a jumping like this and jumping like this. And it's like running on air. But you got to move when a peach tree limbs on your on the back of your legs, folks. I'm just being honest with you. And you know, but whom God loves, He disciplines. He loves us. He corrects us. And he cares for us. And there's your sign. But if you, could, if you think, and you and I think we can just go and do whatever we want to, and we won't come under that discipline, then we might not have him as our Lord. And that's what I want you to be thinking about already this morning. At the end, I'm going to ask you a question about if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord. I want you to be thinking about that because it'll be the most important decision you'll ever make. And here's what we're going to look at and which is this, the next thing. And that is the obvious question. If this is a case that God has highly exalted Jesus and he's been given a name that's above all names and that he is Lord, the obvious question is what is my response to that? What is my response? The Bible says it pretty clear. What God says here. He says, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. Of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Let me ask you, have you ever bowed to the Lord Jesus? Have you ever acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and bowed to him? I hope you have. I know I have. I know I did it when I was a young uh, 11-year-old boy. And got baptized on April Fool's Day. But you know, this is very important. Because it says, every knee will bow. This is speaking of also... A future event that's going to take place, but it's also a present thing that we need to ask ourselves. Notice who's going to bow. It says those who are above the earth, those who are on the earth, and those who are below. Now, wouldn't you say that just about covers it all? Wouldn't you? I'd say that that's got it covered. Above, on, and below. So you can't get any more covered than that. So everyone. So who's this speaking about? Those who are above is in reference to all angelic beings that's ever been created. There's the ones that are still in heaven up there that didn't get cast down are still bowing and praising Jesus for who He is right now. Who else is up there? Those who have accepted and received Jesus as their Lord. Yes, their body is that old body is dust in the grave, but their spirit is in heaven. They are above the earth. You might have a loved one that's above the earth right now, looking down on this earth that's already responded to Jesus as Lord. And then it says those that are on the earth, those that are living at that time, and that's including us right now. And then the reference is to those that are under earth. It's speaking to the demons. It's speaking to Satan. It's speaking to everyone that has ever rejected Jesus Christ is their Lord but notice everyone will bow everyone will bow and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and not only that notice this everyone will confess they will confess with their tongue every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord every tongue this means every language whether it's known to man or angelic languages, it's every language will speak and declare and confess. And what does that word confess mean? It simply means to agree with. To recognize and agree. And what God is saying here is, my son who humbled himself, came to this earth, lived a perfect life, went to the point of death, even death on a cross, He humbled himself to that point that I have now exalted him to the highest position as Lord. And you and I better recognize it. And you and I better acknowledge it. Because it's it's been said this way. Today, it is by choice. But one day, it will be by force. You know one day... The devil himself, I don't like him. I don't like the devil. He doesn't fight fair, doesn't play fair. You think you know people as mean as the devil, but they're not. You might think they are, and you might think, oh, I live with them. All right, no. Listen, the devil is mean, and he is bad, and he's out to destroy you. But you know what's going to happen one day? Satan, Lucifer, that demon himself, who knows who Jesus is, and who was kicked out of heaven because he wanted to have the glory and he was kicked out of heaven because of his pride he was the most beautiful of all angels created by God but he wanted to be God and God shares his glory with no one and he was kicked out and he convinced a third of the angels in heaven to follow him and they're the ones below the earth as well but one day even Lucifer that demon himself is going to bow and kneel And he's going to look and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Think about mean people that are on this planet. Think about those that thought they were world rulers. Think about the presidents that thought that they could do nothing wrong or their stuff didn't stink. Think about all those people. Every one of them is going to bow and acknowledge. And confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the question comes up, what's my response to that? Have I responded to that? Have I done that? Because I want to do it by choice. I don't want to have to do it by force. Because those by force are going to be cast into eternity, away from God in the outer darkness where there's punishment and weeping and all of that. But those who've done it by choice will celebrate. Listen, bowing before my Lord and Master, my King, my Jesus, is one of the most humbling and most one of the satisfying things I can ever do. Some of you in this room recently made those decisions. Some of you in this room recently said, you know what? I've tried doing life my way, I can't go on any longer. And you surrendered yourself. To to the lordship of Jesus Christ. You made Jesus Christ your Lord. You made him your master. You made him your king. You you said, you are now first place. No, it's not my wife. It's not my kids. It's not any of that. Oh, I love all of them, but you are first. You are my Lord. And listen, by the way, if you're married to someone who puts Jesus as Lord in first place, you're going to know it. And you're going to celebrate. And they're going to be a better wife. They're going to be a better husband. They're going to be better in every way possible because they understand now the priorities of life. But the greatest and most important decision, I told young Parker, old Parker's in here, that got baptized, I said, Son, following Jesus, number one, receiving him as your Lord, most important decision you'll ever make. He's nine years old. I said, the second most important be who, the young little girl you marry. His daddy said, we got a whole lot of time for that, though. we got a whole lot of time to wait for that. And I, I said, amen, I agree with that. But you know, that is. And then, because, and out of that flows whatever God blesses right on down. So, am I speaking to someone in the room that might not have that order? Am I speaking to someone today that, hey, I've been there. I've been there. I'm not judging you, I'm just asking you. Is it out of order? But if it is today, today you can get that order straight. Let me share these verses with you. One of them is found in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse three. It says, No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. We must be born again by his Spirit. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes, the moment you and I surrender our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you. Even as I prayed with my brother over here, I said, you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And man, after his prayer, he said, man, I am, I'm lit up from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. What is this? I said, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's no greater feeling. There's no high like the most high, folks. And listen, it is awesome. And it's the Holy Spirit. No one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit comes out of them. Have you ever had witnesses come to your door and try to convince you to follow them? You ask them to, would you just say this, Jesus Christ is Lord. And they're going to go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not true. They, don't, they will never acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. Why? Because they're, they're saying there's only one God, Jehovah. But what has God said? God has said, I have sent my son because you guys messed up. And I've sent him to correct all of that. And there's only one who is Lord, and that is Jesus. And boy, when the Holy Spirit is in you, Every, anybody in this room, don't raise your hand, ever been drunk? You ever been filled with something? Don't look around. Don't look around. If I've been there and done that, you might be going, oh, man, this preacher did that? I hadn't done it recently. Let me put it that way, all right? (laughs) But what I'm saying is, when years, 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 years ago, when that happened, I'm a shy I didn't want to be a preacher, okay? I didn't sign up for this, God chose me. (laughs) I didn't want to speak in front of crowds. I didn't. I wanted to be behind the scenes, but God called me. But when I would dream, I'd be at the clubs, and this little introverted little old fellow over here would all of a sudden want to ask every pretty girl to dance, and I would dance with the best of them, man. John Travolta had nothing on this kid. Some of y'all don't even know who that is, but ask your parents as somebody that looks like me or older alright but I don't even want to go there alright but here's the point something else was controlling me and something else it took me that way here's how the Holy Spirit works the Holy Spirit when he fills you and he controls you guess what you begin to talk about what he loves It's Jesus You begin to share Jesus. You begin to talk. You begin to live for Jesus. You begin to love Jesus. You begin to tell others about Jesus. Because that's what's controlling you. It's all about him. And that brings us to the last point. And and this is most important. My response should be this. The scripture says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved look at that with me that if you confess with your mouth jesus as lord and believe in your heart this is important that god raised him from the dead you will be saved isn't that a great promise that's straight from god how important is Jesus being lifted up, how important is the resurrection, which is the first step of Jesus being lifted up? Is that important. Is that important, y'all. You and I must confess that Jesus is Lord. And if we believe in our heart that, yes, he's not dead, he's alive. God raised him from the dead. Then here's the truth. We will be saved. You and I will be saved. And that is the most awesome and glorious thing in the world and here's this I'm gonna make this point no one makes Jesus Lord of their life we only submit and humbly bow and confess you know why I say that because we don't make him Lord he is already Lord amen he is already Lord church we don't make him Lord he is Lord all we do is we humbly bow and say oh God thank you for loving this sinner thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins and thank you for taking over my life and changing me and making me go from a dead person to an alive person. Not from a bad person to a good person, but to being alive even though I was dead. For the everyone that is sin, the wages, the penalty of sin is death. And that cross was what I deserved. But Jesus, who is Lord, took my place. So when I look at that cross, and I think of him being resurrected from that grave, he's alive today, and he lives today, and he's coming back one day. And the question is, are you ready? So why? The final question is this, the final thing, statement. The reason Jesus is exalted is right here in the part of the last verse 11. And that is what? To the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. Wow! You see that? Hadn't it come full circle? The Father glorified His Son. He lifted up His Son. He's praised His Son, and now the Son is glorifying the Father. Ooh, that's a, boy, this is good stuff. And that is why we celebrate Easter. That is the reason that we lift up the name of Jesus. That is the reason we exalt Jesus. Because he is Lord. I want to get you to bow your heads right now. And all across this room. I want to ask a question. And that question is very simple but it's very real. A while ago when I asked you. Have you ever asked Jesus to be your Lord? Lord. There's probably several of you in this room that have never done that. And that's okay. That's where all of us have been at some point. You're not alone. But out of those several of you that are in this room, I want to ask, is there anyone in this room right now that says, you know what, I have heard the message. And I want to do that today. I want to submit myself. I want to humble myself. And I want to confess Jesus is my Lord. Without anybody looking around, if that's you, would you just lift up your hand to heaven? Not to me, but to heaven. Just lift up your hand across the room. Yes. Yes. God sees you right where you are. Yes. You go, I've never done that. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you stand or do anything. This is between you and God. So if that's you, just, here I am, Lord, I've never done that. I've never done it, but today, I want to do it. And there's some of you in this room that you're not going to raise your hand right now, but listen, you've heard the message. And whether it's in your shop, or if whether it's in your truck, or whether it's out in the, in the field, would you make Jesus, not make him, But would you receive and accept Jesus as your Lord? Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. I pray it will be by choice and not by force. Father, now let your spirit do your work in this room. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.